Welcome back. I didn't quite catch that. Episode 2, Football Over Coffee with your hosts, Nick and Shay. This week, we'll be talking about Nick Mullen's performance against the New York Football Giants and previewing the Week 4 matchup against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Also, analysis of Week 3, Week 4 matchups, the good, the bad, the ugly, and more. Let's chop it up. Welcome back, y'all. Episode 2. I didn't quite catch that. Football over coffee. Football over coffee. Episode 1 in the books. In the books. We're on to episode 2. Episode 2, here we are. So Um, shout out to everybody that showed us love and followed us and likes to hear our professional yet amateur witty commentary. Of course, first and foremost, shout out everyone who has followed, listened, and supported. Uh, Continue to smash that follow, like button, comment, all the above. Subscribe, all the above. (laughs) Did you just try to outdo me on my my showing love? I I may have, yeah. You you just tried to one-up me. (laughs) Okay, all right, I got you. Okay, so every week we decided that we're going to do a segment called Home Team Advantage, which means all things... 49ers, shout out the squad. All right, so we're going to be doing all things 49ers, and then after that segment, we'll just go all around the league and touch on all things NFL. That's it. Right? That's it. So you want to dive in? Let's do it. Mullins. Yeah, so um, 49ers route the New York football giants 36-9. to Nick Mullins goes 25 for 36 for 343. Great performance. My thoughts on his performance as a whole, though, fine. I thought he did fine. 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 Okay. Um, I said last week that I'd put my foot in my mouth if he came through. Right. Um, I said he was very arrogant. He did come through. Uh, I attribute that to... Kyle calling safe yet effective plays. Overall, he got the job done. He got, he did what he needed to do. Uh, QB1, no, absolutely not. Proven safe backup for now, yes. Um, and again, we saw the obnoxious Niners fans, no disrespect, um, all over social media platforms professing that Mullins and Ayuk were the next dynamic duo like Jimmy and Kittle, which is asinine. Um, I think Mullins was just lucky that Ayuk confirms that he can catch on the fly when it doesn't quite hit him in the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do think. I, I think he's. I think he's a safe backup for now. Yeah. Um... The game, to me, just had Kyle Shanahan written all over it. Uh, he schemed an absolute hell of a game, and, and that's where he shines as a head coach. You you match him up against the likes of a rookie head coach like the Giants' Joe Judge, and it's it's a layup in that sense. Uh, the outcome, great. The numbers look gaudy. Um, but I, I like I said, I, I think it was just a fine performance. And then... It was just the Giants, and we've discussed that, and I think a lot of Niners fans got way over their head on celebratory, um, a a celebratory season, if you will, um, being that it was just the Giants. I mean, again, legendary Steve Young said something that, 
if in the event the 49ers were in a future Super Bowl game, if he would feel apprehensive with Nick Mullins at starting quarterback, he said that he didn't think he saw too much of a drop-off. And uh, I, I hate to... I didn't know that. You just taught me something. That's why I'm the amateur and you're the professional. And I just I hate <laughs> to vehemently disagree with the legendary Steve Young. Uh, I I don't know exactly what... Do you know exactly what he said? He he didn't go too in-depth. It, it was basically he just said something along the lines as, as if he didn't see a huge drop-off. Um, the, the, the thing that's being fueled by 49ers fans, I just, I, I personally, as, as if, you know, I'm the biggest voice of 49ers fans, but I I speak, I speak highly in my fanhood. There's absolutely no quarterback controversy whatsoever. Nick Mullins did what was asked of him and what he prepared for. Uh, there was big throwing windows on short and intermediate routes over the middle. And that was because Giants just simply can't rush the passer and have very slow linebackers. Um, what I didn't like from Mullins and what evidently cements him as a backup was I, I saw forced throws, I saw jump ball scenarios, and I saw missed opportunities. He threw one behind Brandon Ayuk in the end zone on what mm. should have been a touchdown. Yeah, that was a hurt piece. Yeah, he's just a backup with starting quarterback experience because he has some 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 starting quarterback uh, experience under his belt, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. I repeat, no quarterback controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayuk, I was really excited to see him play. I mean, I know that I've told you that since since the draft. Um, I think he proved himself immensely well. Um, again, given it given it was the Giants, he's still a rookie. When you're a rookie, you have to perform at any game, any time, and I think that um, that he really proved himself. And uh, I think he accomplished. I think that he has the immense opportunity if he continues to play the way he the way he has. I think he really showed out, uh, showed up, showed out, and. Um, yeah, now shout out to him being uh, the Rookie of the Week nominee. Yeah, he, he absolutely shined, in my opinion. Uh, he, he jumps off the screen, and uh, you can't help but just salivate watching that and just envision him paired up opposite a healthy Debo Samuel. That's that's going to be a dangerous wide receiver, uh, I, wide receiver duo. I think that once Debo comes back, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic flourish with uh, with Debo being more of a player who looks for contact and Ayuk being so agile and scrappy. And then, you know, you're going to throw KB into the trio. He played well, as expected, per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I always standard. feel yeah, standard. I always feel confident in him. I think you and I have this discussion a lot that he's just overall so consistent across the board. Um, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit. I think mm-hmm. that you had mentioned to me that that's because you know he's not a number one, number two. He may be a number three. Yeah, but you know the meme like you had one job. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. You have one. He always does his job. You can, yeah. He's so dependable. Great mm-hmm. wardrobe. Touched on that last week, too. <laughs> Shout out, KB. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, all throughout last year, um, a, a lot of recognition as far as our wide receivers 
went to Debo Samuel, and obviously so. He had a great season last year, but there was so many situations on third downs where Jimmy leaned heavily on Kendrick Bourne, and I look back to the game against the Rams. Um, We had two third and long situations late in the fourth quarter, and Kendrick Bourne was right there both times with two incredible receptions on third and longs to keep the drive and keep the chains moving. And uh, I, I think I think you said it all. He's just uh, he's very steady, very reliable. Across the board. Yeah, for sure. Across the board. But overall, I think they played great, you know, given the circumstances. Again, it was just the Giants. It was the Giants. Um, I think they had their momentum completely stripped with injuries and just all around just loss of entire loss of momentum in the first two weeks of the season. And they seemed uh, much more hungry, driven and, and together, if you will, uh, even with so many of our key guys out. And um, again, safe play, safe play call, excuse me. Um, but they capitalized on what they had to work with. And, and I hope it continues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a great team performance. Um, like I said, Mullen's numbers were great. His individual performance, however, just fine. Um, yeah. how, how do you feel about him? So, I mean, obviously Jimmy was not at practice. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kyle was kind of teasing a little bit. Yeah. Um, maybe to psych the Eagles out. I yeah, don't know it was why. Some, some game <laughs> within a game within a game. Right. I'm not sure why because they're kind of a non-contender to me. But again, um, <laughs> but now that he's not at practice, he's. Mm-hmm absolutely not going to be get back for game four yeah mullins what are your expectations for the coming game i i think it has to be the the, the same game the same game plan essentially mm-hmm. uh like i said mullins was mullins was fine over those short intermediate routes over the middle uh anytime it was you know, crucial scenarios where he had to stretch the ball, maybe perhaps ten yards or third down scenarios. Mm-hmm. It was it was shaky, so I think the game plan's gotta gotta stay the same, and and Kyle Shanahan's just gotta scheme another one up just to the strengths of the current team, mm-hmm. uh, current availability, and it, it's it's gotta be next man up. And it seems that Kittle will be back since yeah. he's been at practice for a week. Debo, um, I mean he's back at practice, but. I think as of right now, uh, on Thursday night, he's only been at practice for 48 hours. And yeah. they like to see a week under the belt, I Yeah, believe, that's said. correct. Um, Kittle, Kittle looks to be a go. He was full steam ahead, uh, practiced all week. So I expect him to suit up. Debo Samuel, I, I can't say 100%. Like you said, he's only got a couple days of practice under his belt at this point. I just don't, I don't, I think, and I think I mentioned this last week, and again, I'm an amateur, but I so much rather um, have our key guys who really aren't ready to come back yet, just steady rehab, show up at practice, and um, get ready, you know, for the dog pound schedule that we have coming up Yeah. Uh, in the next, in the next, what? It's, Four weeks it's, now. Yeah, it's 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 a long stretch. Um, we we look we we touched on that schedule last week, and they got the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. After that, the following week, the Miami Dolphins, 
And then after that, the schedule just gets very thick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that these next couple weeks just need to be focused primarily on getting the team as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that slate that I alluded to, that's going to determine the fate of this season and if there's going to be any sort of playoff push whatsoever. I agree. And, um, again, without the key players, I think Kyle proved that just his calls that were safe comfortable comfortable for mullins um he he still was a little he was squeaking by at one point but i think that um as long as kyle can continue to do that yeah mullins Ayuk, kittle if kittle you know kittle's gonna be back um i think that again i think it's kind of just gonna be a repeat Mm -hmm. of of last week i i agree um, it's another one where where Kyle Shanahan's just gotta he's gotta out coach Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, and you can say what you want about Kyle Shanahan. He catches a lot of flack uh, re- related to you know the blown leads um, from your wife. Like you can catch a lot of slack about Kyle from your yeah, wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You always remind me of that when uh, when I when I speak highly of Kyle Shanahan, and and those are hurt. Though those hurt, and you you can't forget those. But I always just I, – I remind myself and you that if Kyle Shanahan were to hypothetically get fired, there would be 25-plus NFL teams interested in hiring mm-hmm. him. That's just how good of an NFL mind he has. I – but, I mean, isn't his father? Yeah, the, legend, the legendary well? Mike Shanahan. Okay. Um I know this is not kind of we were we were kind of just going to throw this in last minute and I'm going to throw this in the home team advantage segment because the one of the uh the games that we just watched the other 49ers was he the offensive coach that finally oh, got oh. a coaching job Okay yeah so we just finished this we're we're recording this on Thursday night so we just finished watching <laughs> the Broncos and Jets This is an impromptu kind of yeah, uh, and, uh, commentary I don't know if anybody saw but there was um an interesting exchange or or even lack thereof at the end of the game between Jets head coach Adam Gase and Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, who used to be the 49ers defensive coordinator. Defensive. Yes, in the the uh, I almost the, got it right. The Jim Harbaugh era. So, um, we didn't we didn't stay to watch the post game or anything to see uh, the the coaches' interviews to see if they were grilled about that or anything. So I'm interested to see what that was all about. It seemed like there was some bad blood, but uh, that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So now. Mostert was supposed to be back. These these are the guys that were, that were supposed to be back by game four. We had Mostert was supposed to be back, Greenlaw, Jimmy, Kittle, and Debo. Yeah. Mostert, I think he has the uh, the MCL, if I'm not he mistaken. He has the MCL, and, and he had some some language in his contract this year. I believe he just had a baby, so he had some language in his contract. Oh, that, did he? Yeah that, he's Congratulations. Allo- yeah, that he's allowed to take some time away for paternity leave. Oh, okay. Um, But regardless, he, he still has the injury. Right. Okay, so uh, Greenlaw, obviously not coming back. Yeah. Jimmy, obviously not coming back. Again, Kittle... I'm yeah, 99.9%. I, I, yeah, I, ex- I absolutely expect Kittle to go and and then Debo. Debo is um, um it's it's kind of up in the air. There there hasn't been anything definitively said. Um knowing his character and type of player he is, I'm sure he's ready to go. 
Kittle? Uh, no, uh, Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo. Oh gosh. Yeah, and just yeah. just chomping at the bit. But, I mean, he was even in even in the practice video. Yeah, he was just yeah, ready so to go. I'm I'm sure he's ready to go. I think that'll ultimately just come down to if Kyle's ready to let him go off of two days of practice. So we'll have to see about just that. Just save one. it, Kyle. Please, just <laughs> save it. Save it. Rehab rehab the guys and and save it for the Rams. You know, if yeah. if we have to. Um, but yeah, I think. With all that said, it's just going to be uh, hopefully a successful repeat of, of last week. Yeah, I mean, bo- both teams are still banged up. The Eagles have a lot of injuries also. Um, they've been rushing the ball better with, with Miles Sanders. Um, but they, I, there's there's nothing that, that needs to be done out the ordinary as far as what the game plan and scheming was last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just another one where they gotta just play play within their strengths with the current uh, availability of players and and roll with it from there. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect the Forty ers to beat the Eagles. I will say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I will. I, yeah, I will. I will co-sign you on that. Let's go around the league. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it, baby. You got anything you want to start with? Um, you want to talk about Trubisky? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about that situation. About that poor man. Yeah, God bless him. Yeah, what a what a situation that's brewing and been brewing in Chicago. Um, if you saw last week, Mr. Trubisky gets pulled. Nick Foles comes in. They ultimately end up winning the game, and uh, it appears now that they are rolling with Nick Foles the rest of the way here. Um, it was a very interesting situation. Um, Chicago did not pick up the option on Trubisky's contract, which basically is a, a death sentence as far as, you know, your, your value to that team. And they brought in Foles and from everything that I read and understood, they wanted Foles to take the team over. He simply did, did just, he, he didn't beat out Trubisky in camp. And, uh, this year? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. leading up into this year. Okay. And um, Matt Matt Nagy wanted to roll with Foles because let's keep in mind Trubisky is not um, Matt Nagy's guy. He's married to GM Ryan Pace. He was GM Ryan Pace's draft pick. Right, we talked about that a little bit. And how, what... Whom they drafted <laughs> over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Piece. And it was just such a <laughs> it was such a bad pick, and they hoped it would come to fruition and Trubisky would develop. He's got sloppy mechanics. Now, how long has Trubisky been in in the league? In the league, uh, four years now. I believe. Where did he come from? You know? North, Carolina. North Carolina. Only started one season at North Carolina, so there wasn't a big body of work. And they took him over. Mahomes. Pat Mahomes and like even if you you don't want to hone in on that one, they took him over to Deshaun Watson also. Right. Who is a much better quarterback, which has been proven. So now Nick Foles is is QB one? QB one now. All right. Uh let's talk about the Cowboys Seahawks. Unless you have anything else to add about Trubisky. No, um it's just the writing's on the wall now. He'll be elsewhere next year in most likely uh, a backup fashion. Now, did they let him go or just bench him? He's just been benched, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now does that 
And I like that I can kind of learn on the fly while we do this podcast. I yeah. think that that's kind of um, how we usually do it anyway and, and yeah. the basis of this podcast because I don't know this. So when he is benched, he's obviously under contract, correct? Yeah, he's still under contract, yes. So if you're benched, like, do you do you become a free agent? Can he go anywhere now or is he, no, is he they're, still? No, they're, they, they won't cut him. He'll, he'll remain the backup and he'll, be, he'll prepare every week as if he's the starter. In the event that Nick Foles goes down with an injury, he's got to go back in. That demotion alone is probably <laughs> yeah, the most insulting um, in the league, I would assume. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad situation over there, uh, especially because I don't think Nick Foles is a long-term option. So it's just, when they didn't pick up Trubisky's option, it, 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 the writing was on the wall that... They wanted most likely to go elsewhere as far as a franchise quarterback. Now, didn't Nick Foles, as soon as he came in, didn't he do fantastic? He threw an interception okay. from what I remember off their, their first drive with him, and then he uh, he rallied them to a comeback. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. Especially, you know, for a backup. Yeah. But now he's QB1. Yeah, he's the starting quarterback now. And Trubisky will hold the clipboard, and um, wow, he'll be ready to go if wow. if Nick Foles gets we injured. Crying, just holding the clipboard, and he just... has to, yeah, he has to, uh, he has to be a good teammate and prepare as if he's going to be the the starter. It's very interesting to me that that at camp he couldn't outperform, yeah, Trubisky. But on the field, he obviously can, and that's a much more I would, yeah. I would think under under pressure, uh, you know, climate to yeah. to well, show what you're about. I, I think what what happened in that situation was with the limited training camp, and Trubisky has now had some familiarity with head coach Matt Nagy and his system, so he had a leg up in that sense. So. There was it. It would have been difficult for Foles to really come in with the limited camp and limited knowledge of the playbook mm-hmm. and the scheme, and just you know outright beat him out in a way that makes it obvious. But uh, all that's hindsight now, and, yeah, I and mean, Trubisky is riding the pine, and uh, the Nick Foles Chicago Bears era has begun. Wow! All right, Cowboys and Seahawks. Yeah, so that was that was a fun game to watch. Um, Russ Will Russ Wilson just keeps. It's so painful keep, to say. <laughs> I know. I hate to say it, but he just he keeps grinding and, and he keeps shining. He's he, just unbelievable. It's like it's like yeah. You know how they say people are just made for certain things. Like he makes this look so easy. Yeah, he does. Effortless. Yeah, he does. And there, like I said last week, there's just there's not a guy who does more with less. Like. You you look at that roster, um, both sides of the ball respectively when you're watching a Seahawks game, and there's just not a lot of talent. You know, Metcalf's wonderful, but that's yeah about it. Yeah, it's this is <laughs> this is not like Seahawks rosters of the past. You know, and when, when you know the 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 Legion of Boom era defense was star studded, and you know they had some players scattered around. Um, but, but the, the, the current roster this year is just, it's, there's, there's no star power on the team and it's just all Russ leading the way. And DK Metcalf is an absolute star. 
he was caught slacking, lagging <laughs> yeah, this that, week. That I was, mean, that uh, was embarrassing. That was an embarrassing that play. That was yeah. Pop Warner yeah. football. That was just atrocious. Yeah. Um, but all in all, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah he, start, he started a hot dog about six yards before... <laughs> Crossing into the end zone and had the ball knocked away. It was it was a goofy. It was it was awful. Goofy, embarrassing play, but I mean that's just. I think he was obviously very comfortable. He they were playing the Cowboys, which they surpass foreign talent. Yeah. Um. Even with even with what what they lack. Uh, yeah. What the Seahawks lack. Yeah. Those those two teams have historically played some good games in years past. Uh, Russ just uh, Russ shined, and da- Dak Prescott threw the interception at the end Very to end usual. the game and. And that was that, but I can't say enough about DK Metcalf. He he slipped in the draft. Is this was, his second year? This is his second year. Second yeah, year. he just he looks like a a man, and he's just such a physically imposing wide receiver. And mm. and I hate to say it, but yeah, Seattle's got an absolute star with him. Yeah. When he runs. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when he crosses. When he does zone, When yeah. he does a jog into and, the end and zone. And secures the football. Yeah. Um. So I've been talking to Nick about this next topic for probably the last two weeks. And I think I've asked him even last season. Um, We never really delved into it. And we decided to wait for the podcast so everybody can hear my fantastic husband's professional opinion. (laughs) And I ask all the time, why is everyone so so obsessed, excuse me, with... Dak Prescott, because I believe he's taken the Cowboys to the playoffs three or four times. I I think his record in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, is one in three, I want to say. Now, okay, that being said, they are in the NFC East, correct? Yes. Which is Eagles, Washington, and Giants. So it's... If you get to the playoffs in that division, it by no means qualifies you as like a legendary quarterback who deserves more money than Mahomes. Um, I mean, well, at, at one point it was a really highly competitive division. It's been down in the past couple of years, but at one point it was a really highly competitive NFL division. So let me just rephrase my question. Yeah. Or reiterate my question. Why is everybody, including ESPN, including the media, yeah, fans, even fans that aren't Cowboys fans that are just yeah, watch NFL, watch the NFL. Why are they so obsessed with Dak Prescott? I I think you're you're a common fan of NFL teams that aren't the Cowboys. I think they can make a pretty honest assessment of Dak Prescott. I think what you see is the machine that is the Cowboys and America's team and all that. And they get a lot of primetime games. And they're almost always one of the first segments on any NFL, you know, podcast, radio show, television broadcast, you know, whether something truly out the ordinary happen, but it usually always opens up with something about the Cowboys. So I think that's what you see. Um, Which is strange to me because even if like, again, and in years past, obviously they were very good at one point. 
so were the Giants. Yeah. Um, so they did have, like, the NFC East was a force at one point, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, and, and the Cowboys, a- as a whole, have a very decorated history. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Dak Prescott, to me, is just, I, I think he's just average. Um, he's an ordinary guy to me. My, my, my biggest issue with him is, uh, one, the, you know, there, there is this sentiment amongst a lot of the media that, you know, he's this, and they, they always just try to push the, the storyline that he's this, you know, up and coming quarterback, you know, approaching elite status, and to me, he's just, he's, he's ordinary. Um, well, when we were watching, I think it was just, um, just afterwards, we were watching, uh, after they lost, I forget what we were watching. Mm-hmm. It was one, it was one of the shows on ESPN. I don't know if it was like post-game highlights or what it was. Okay. But, um, and I don't know his name, forgive me, mm-hmm. but he said something along the lines of, you know, they were amping up Russ and they were giving them were obviously all the credit, but they were still talking about um yardage. Yeah. Am I using that yeah. terminology correctly? That Jack Prescott threw that game and they mm-hmm. were just flabbergasted that, that this could be a loss for them. Yeah. Um, when I watched the Sunday ticket commercials. Yeah. You know, with the little cartoons like the animated Jimmy G, yeah. Russ Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and then there's Dak Prescott. Like yeah. what 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 is he doing here? I mean, I will I will give it to him in a sense that like he does have some gaudy stats. Um but to, my biggest problem with him was I mean, number one, I never thought he was that good, even dating back to his days in Mississippi State. My my biggest issue with him was this off-season debacle that happened with him wanting $35-plus plus million a year <laughs> as if he's some top-tier quarterback. That's And that's that it's that's insane to me. Insane. It, is he a serviceable quarterback in the National Football League? Sure. He's a, he's a, he's a starting-caliber quarterback. But for him to essentially want to break the QB market, and this is what happens every so often, is when uh, a new quarterback is up for a new deal, it's typically always better than the most recent one. And Mm -hmm. and the market just keeps resetting itself. And for him to want to demand money of of tier one quarterback calibers, it's, it's simply laughable. In the in the range of Patrick Mahomes, are you kidding me? That's that's absolutely insane. So this guy wants Jerry Jones to back up the Brinks truck, right? And it's just it's insane. Like I but said, but again, for what? I mean, obviously he's a good player. He's a decent player. He does he, he sure, does what he's they, supposed sure, to do. Sure, Here, here's the thing: they, they win some games. The stats can be gaudy, but for a franchise like the Cowboys, even though it's been decades since they won anything meaningful. For him to have a playoff record of what I stated, one and three, it's just not enough to warrant being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. It's just not. He's not And that. a playoff record with a division that's kind of full well, of lackluster in, in, teams. In recent years, yes. Um, but he's only been there for yeah, recent years. Yeah, I mean he was he wasn't truly there, you know, in the in the depths of, of the NFC East. Um, he's kind of it now in the back end 
of his young career, he's playing against lesser competition in the division. Um, it's almost always been a really highly competitive division. But all all that aside, he is by no means a tier one quarterback. And the only people who will truly say that outside of you know the 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 Dallas Cowboys machine you you see on on the media or through the media rather and the fans obviously they're fans that's it you know right. anyone else who is a fan of a, a football team not the Dallas Cowboys they'll tell you like it is but for me it's kind of like you know you and I are Niners fans obviously you are you are more diehard I'm kind of like I had to jump on the bandwagon be- because you're my husband, and I have to watch football now. You get a pass um, through me. <laughs> but when Jimmy G is not at his best, we're going to say that, and we catch I'm a lot of heat. I'm the first one to say it, right? Yeah. Um, no, you did get you did get real tight. You wouldn't even talk to me for like a week about it after the Super Bowl because that was. Oh, I mean, I was like, just I was crushed deeply on it. We're not going to bring level. up the social. Yeah. yeah, no, we can't bring up the Super Bowl. My husband will get in fetal position. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so so that's what I don't understand is if. You know your 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 QB is not the greatest or isn't performing at his best. You can't openly admit that, and I just feel like Cowboys fans steadily yeah. continue to co-sign a mediocre at best quarterback. I mean, I just don't even listen to it because, like I said, the only the only people you hear that from is. Your Dallas Cowboys fan in jean shorts with... The media, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm separating that, but I'm talking about amongst the, the true football world, you know, outside of the media and what you see broadcasted. Because, like I said, like, that's the that's the whole machine of the Dallas Cowboys and this whole, you know, <laughs> self-anointed self, self America's team, you know what I mean? But Ugh. real true NFL fans, outside of your Dallas Cowboys fan, like I said, Gene Shorts. Uh, Jorts. Yeah, Jorts. Jorts <laughs> with um the, the, the chin strap beard, you know. Ugh. Dem boys are taking it all this year. Oh, stop it. Everyone truly knows what type of quarterback he is. Now, I'm not saying he's bottom of the barrel. He's simply a serviceable NFL quarterback, worthy of a starting job, sure. But by no means is he elite or he even anywhere have, near it. He has to have, sorry, he has to have like a phenomenal PR team. Like his agent, a PR team for the media to have him. You know what I'm going to do after this? Yeah. I'm going to YouTube what Stephen A has to say about him. Because you know that's my man and I listen to him. Oh, I, take, I, mean, I take great pride in him. <laughs> I take, he's like my Bible. You were listening to him this morning. That was funny actually. <laughs> I always listen to him now. No, he's fantastic. I love him and he yells all the time. Like me. So, all right, I guess I got a kind of answer. I mean, that's just, that's my assessment of him. And I, I think um, you haven't, you haven't watched the NFL long enough. Easy. I don't mean, I, no, easy. No, I don't mean that. Easy. As, I don't, I don't mean to mean that in any sort of insulting way. Well, I They not- are just, they are the media's darling, the Dallas Cowboys. Truly. Why do they pay them? You have you have they don't, to wonder. They haven't been in a Super Bowl. Like you, what? What, are, they, what you, are we doing? You have to wonder. I don't know, but they are a media darling. If anything, I would think the Patriots would be like the media darling in the NFL. No, it was actually completely opposite. Um, I mean, you mean a media darling? 
Well, no, but I'm kind of tight that you were just, you know, oh, you haven't been watching that long. No, well, I know, I know well enough that he's not that good and everybody hypes him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Trust me. I didn't, I didn't mean that in any sort of <laughs> negative, negative way at all, babe. Okay. So, ugh, so sick of talking about him. Can we move on to week four now? Um, That was painful with the jorts and the... The 35 months. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to, um, related to week three, I, I called him out last week. Not not called him out, but I made mention of him and rookie wide receivers as a whole. We've already talked about Brandon Ayuk and, and his showing and how fantastic he played. But I also want to shout out Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Uh, he had himself a day, seven receptions for 175 with a touchdown and a fantastic uh, celebration dance too. I don't. I don't know what what you what what the kids call it these days, but it was it was cool. The kids, so, yeah, so, a dab. Yeah, so I'm showing my age now, but <laughs> it was uh it was it was cool, and he had himself a day. So shout out Justin Jefferson from LSU, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. All right, shout out. He's a rookie nominee now. He of is. The week? Yes, he is. Okay. All right. You want to do week four? Uh, let's do it. Yeah. All right. You're up, baby. You're All right, ready? so we're going to preview some games from week four here. Just just some games that I highlighted when looking over the schedule that, that have some intrigue to me. And we're going to break them down. We'll pick our, our winners and uh, with, with a little analysis on the side as well. So let's start with the Colts and Bears. We talked about the Bears, the quarterback situation. Uh, for me, I'm picking the Colts and... I'm I'm almost uh, disappointed that I didn't mention them at all last week because they are just low key the hottest team in the NFL. We right didn't now. talk about them whatsoever no. last week. No, even they, in our contender pretender, we didn't at all. And I absolutely love Philip Rivers. He is an all time favorite to me. Is he the most eleven kids? That's Philip Rivers. Oh, I didn't know he was a cult. You see, I learn something all the time. Yeah. So um, his his marriage with the Chargers essentially broke up last year. Colts brought him in, and he's just, he's been efficient. That's what I didn't know. Did he, okay, I knew he was a charger yeah. at one point. That's why I was confused for a moment. So okay. now he's on, okay, all right. Obviously, I don't follow many teams other than, you know, like a select few outside of the Niners, so that's that's interesting. I didn't know that, that he was the. Uh... Yeah, he's, he's an Indianapolis Colt now. He's been efficient and the biggest factor for that is their offensive line is just they've kept him clean they've kept him upright well they're uh, two and one right yeah two and one he's only been sacked they they had a they had a gaff out the gate week one they lost <laughs> to the jaguars uh and another thing just shout out to their defense I, I i didn't know this i just discovered this before they're actually leading the nfl with the least amount of total yards and passing yards given up so uh, the Colts are balling right now. They get the Bears. I'm I'm rolling with the Colts. Same. Okay. Uh, Texas, Texans and Vikings. Texans and Vikings. Mm-hmm. So this is a matchup of two winless teams. They both sit zero and three. I I really think it's this is just a coin toss in my opinion. Both teams have glaring weaknesses on both sides of the ball giving up lots of points, yards, and just underperforming offensively in certain areas. I have absolutely no confidence in Kirk Cousins right now as a quarterback. Deshaun Watson on the other side, the Texans quarterback, 
is leaps and bounds the better one of the two, the better quarterback. I'm picking the Texans here. You are? I am. Okay, so Nick and I don't know who we've picked. So, we don't. No. no. So I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking going, the Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Chiefs and Patriots. I'm excited for this game. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this game. I'm I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Uh the thing that could be any sort of concern would would be could this be a slight letdown for Kansas City, you know, after their primetime dismantling of the Ravens on Monday Night Football? Brutal. Right. You know, the the joke now is Lamar Jackson is now affectionately known as Patrick Mahomes' son. Even has the ultrasound photo. There's there's an ultrasound photo going mm-hmm. around. Um, but head-to-head, Mahomes is 3-0 against Lamar Jackson now. Uh, this game's intriguing. I think the Chiefs get it done. I'm really excited for the matchup. See how Cam Newton does and yet another showing with the Patriots. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Chiefs on this one. Also, Chiefs as well. Um, you know I'm a big fan of, of, of Cam. Yeah. Um, for aforementioned reasons on our first uh, podcast or our first episode rather. But I think it's just going to be a fun game. Uh, to be quite honest, I don't really care who wins. I just think it's going to be a fun matchup. I think it's going to um, kind of really test Mahomes, if you will. Um, and I could be wrong. This is my opinion, mm-hmm. my amateur opinion, that Cam's been in the game for a long time. Yes. The Patriots, you know, what do they call it? The Patriots way? The Patriot way. That's I. I think that... I don't think he's intimidated by much, but I think Cam and just the Patriots yeah. could could shake him a little bit, could rattle him a little bit, but it's to be determined. But I think it's going to be fun either way. It'll be a fun game, and I think this is also going to be a, a litmus test to see where the Patriots are at. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. So that's, that, that's, that's what I want to see. I'm, great I'm, point. Yeah, I'm really excited for that game. No, that was a great point. Great point. Um, let's move on to the next one. We have the Bills versus the Raiders. Defense is wild. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so I'm I'm picking the Bills. Um I I may be eating a little bit of crow because their defense buckled just a little bit last week. Uh they squandered a big time lead to the Rams. Um it could be a prime letdown game for the Bills coming off last week. Now they have to travel cross country to Las Vegas, but I'm gonna go with my gut and stick with the team I've been hyping. I just I love what the Bills are doing. I love head coach Sean McDermott, the culture he's been building, the growth of quarterback Josh Allen. Um, that's no disrespect to the Raiders. Big John Gruden fan as well. I like how he's seemingly turning that franchise around. But I'm going with the Bills here. I'm also going with the Bills just because, like I said, I think the defense is pretty wild. This season. Um, it's the only time I've ever paid attention to them, so <laughs> I could be wrong. They could, they could have been great last season as well. I didn't know. They, they were. Know. They were great last season Okay. As well. um, I think, I don't know if you had this, but I just wanted to throw this in the mix for mm-hmm. fun. Um, Tampa Bay, Bucks, and the Chargers. Yeah, so you you had mentioned that one to me. I didn't forget. Oh, really? I didn't forget. So. Oh. Okay, um, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks here. Uh, no Chris Godwin out with a hamstring. Um, there is something important I want to I touch about this game. Um, 
The Chargers secondary really banged up, but I'm I'm disappointed in Chargers coach Anthony Lynn's handling of his quarterback situation. Leading up to this game, he still hasn't ruled out Tyrod Taylor. Why? Uh, that that doesn't exactly send a vote of confidence to your rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert. It's glaringly obvious this is a better team with Herbert as QB. And another thing, the Charger defense just got walked on by the Panthers last week. They played sloppy, undisciplined football. I, I like the Bucks in this one. It's, it's a no-brainer to me. I'm giving him side-eye, just, just so everyone knows. Um... <laughs> You're going with? Are you going with Tampa Bay? Unfortunately, oh, TB li- and TB li- living down here. That that moniker is just dreadful. Dreadful. But, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Bucks here. I just I I don't think their offense has yet hit on all cylinders with Brady and Bruce Arians. But um, with with everything I mentioned about the Chargers, I'm just I'm going with the Bucks. You here. see, this is why women are so like lost in the sauce with football because we're too emotional. You're very logical, and I'm like. The Chargers could be the worst team, and I'm absolutely I'm picking them hands down. I could lose five thousand dollars in Vegas over this game, <laughs> and I would not I would not pick Tampa Bay. So I'm going Chargers. Um, also because I watched Hard Knocks, hate Tampa Bay, love Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. and they were one of my contenders last week. The Chargers. Right. So let's, I'm going Chargers. Let's go with it. All right, let's do. It. All right, moving forward. Let's do the good, the bad, the ugly. Would you like to start? You start. Okay. <laughs> um, the good, and this this is just um, watching games last week. There was there was some really good games. The Rams and Bills game was an absolute thriller. Uh, like I said, the Bills squandered that lead. It turned out to be a fantastic game. And uh, also honorable mention to the Vikings-Titans game and the Bears-Falcons game. There was some good football last weekend, so that's my good. The bad, the, the ties, the, the ties in NFL, it just needs to go. They need to adopt the college football format for overtime. And it's just, I, when I was watching um, that, that Eagles-Bengals game that ended in a tie, which I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on how Doug Peterson handled that at the end. I, I don't know why you just essentially lay down for the tie like that. Um, they took... They took the five-yard penalty and, you know, it was 59 yards out for a field goal. It would have been a 64-yarder. I just, you know, it's a shot. I just don't know why you just don't go for that field goal in that situation to to win the game. So that that was bad. And even worse, just seeing yet another tie is just, it's so frustrating to me. So that's, uh, that's my bad. NFL, adopt college footballs format for overtime because I don't want to see any more ties ever again and lastly um the ugly we spoke on it before is really just what's going on in Chicago with the quarterback (laughs) situation um like I said you know GM Ryan Pace married to Mitch Trubisky at this point um and and really the fact that this is now a quarterback on his way out of Chicago that was drafted over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes that's bad. Insanity. Yeah. So that's my good, bad, and ugly. All right. Your turn, babe. All right. My good is obviously the 49ers. Um, looking hungry again. Kittle's impending return. Also, uh, Debo. I know that I've ran my mouth about them for probably the past 30 minutes. 
And uh, Ayuk's performance and just being nominated for Rookie of the Week, I'm super proud. I just think he's so fun to watch. He has so much just... He's just so hungry and wants it so bad, and you can tell that he just loves football. He he reminds me, his character, at least a lot of Bosa, um, because he is, like, he's just that dude. He just wants it. Great, exciting young player. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with, with the draft pick of him. My bad was uh, Metcalf's Pop Warner display. I yeah, mean, that it was, was... It was too comfortable, and uh, I think he's too good of a player to be making such amateur mistakes. Agreed. Major it, it major gasp. I mean, and I watched pretty much every game last week with you. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, I think we, were, we watched we were, every we were, we were even, locked in, yeah. Yeah. Um it, it was it was probably the worst that I saw last week. So my ugly is sort of different this time. Mm-hmm. As you know. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about this because it is not directly related to any of the games um mm-hmm. my ugly please don't send hate mail <laughs> my ugly is wags on social media and if you are not familiar what the term wag means it is an acronym for wives and girlfriends um mostly to uh professional athletes now I'm just going to put out a disclaimer that um, before I go in on Brittany, Patrick Mahomes' fiance, she did announce that she was newly pregnant. And um, since we do have a newborn, I am yeah. well aware, and so is Nick, that hormones can make you spew some wild talk. <laughs> um, so, but with that being you said, <laughs> you're funny. You're funny tonight. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, uh, Mahomes' fiance, they just got engaged. Uh, Brittany got a five or six carat solitaire and really started feeling herself lately. Okay. Can't blame her. But this week she tweeted, quote, No, let them keeping rank him number four in the league, dot, dot, dot. We love it. End quote. Now, that was not a a mispronunciation. Uh, On my part, that's really what she tweeted. So. No, let them keep ranking him number four in the league. We love it. Now, Mahomes is undoubtedly number one or number two in the league. First or second, you know, being Russ. Um, But she got absolutely annihilated on social media. um, On Instagram and Twitter, mostly. One, for her unsolicited faux Aaron Andrews commentary. You know how I feel about women in sports, but that's another, I guess. Okay, I'm going to stop. And uh, number two, because of the way she looks. Um, I'm not going to read any of the comments because it, it is shitty, but a plethora, uh, a plethora of them were ranking her looks yeah, at a four. Yeah. So she really did just get annihilated. Um, it, it was pretty bad. Now, I get it to an extent mm-hmm. because... I will ride for you always. Yeah. Um, Likewise. But when it comes to your husband's career, I'm going to catch heat for this. Um, Just show up. Just show up to your man's game and your bedazzled shirt and your five carat rings and that signature last season Gucci belt that all the wags wear and keep your opinions on the sideline or just at home, you know, not on the internet. Mm -hmm. Or you could just make a podcast. There you go. Um, now, how do you feel about Wags speaking up? And, and can it 
be detriment, detrimental, excuse me, to careers or is it just an, an annoyance? Uh, you know, you have Aisha Curry, which is yeah. obviously not NFL, Jackie Christie, NFL. Um, but ha- can it destroy a reputation or a career? Um, absolutely. I mean, and, and it has, um, the thing, the thing about Patrick Mahomes fiance is who, who's, who's talking bad about him? No one. This well, is also we have, let me just, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. Um, we have a, a saying in our household, what's this wee shit? <laughs> um, you know, if Nick's like, oh, well we'll do the laundry soon. And I'm like, what's this wee shit? Um, so when she says, oh no, let them keeping ranking him. We love it. Well, are you on the field? Cause you, yeah. you're in your bedazzled shirt on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, we made a joke the other day where like Patrick Mahomes is like the only guy having a fantastic 2020. So it's like, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So there's, there's really, she has no place to, to, to say all that in this aggressive decorated fashion. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, there are wags that have and can certainly ruin careers. Um, I don't think what she said was completely outlandish. Again, congratulations to them. Yeah. I think they're I think they're a very fine couple. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, congratulations. Baby, five carat, whatever. I she's probably got hormones raging, but at this point, sit down. Enjoy your pregnancy. Stop it. Nobody wants to hear it because she just got, you know, you don't need to be hearing that you're ugly when you're pregnant because yeah. I promise you're going to feel uglier in about eight months. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, yeah, really. It just, it just opens the door um, for a, a lot of negativity. And I think most importantly, um, fans just they're they're not interested in what athletes, spouses have to say, especially when you come forthright in an aggressive fashion. So, um, yeah, I, I'd best to advise to just uh, limit that. I'm much more passionate about this topic than, than my husband, clearly. Um, but, no, that that's my ugly. Just wags speaking, speaking up. Um, you know what? I'm going to get some, like, cliff notes for next week mm-hmm. on, like, women, the wags that have destroyed careers. Yeah, I mean, look into um, Brent Grimes, former um, Buccaneer and Dolphin cornerback. Um, and there's there's been some others, you know, throughout the course of history. So That's, that's your... my ugly, All wags. Right. All right, so let's close with the juice. So if you don't know, these are our picks against the spread. Last week, Shay and I both went a lackluster one and two in our pick. Oof. Yeah, yeah, not good. Don't take either of us to Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> um, so let's go with our picks. Um, I'll start, babe. Hit it. Uh, I will take the Saints favored four points against the Lions. Uh, I just like the Saints to get back on track here. And uh, I think they cover the four against the Lions. Second game, um, after I trash Dak Prescott, <laughs> I'm going with the Cowboys. Favorite four and a half points against the Browns. Uh, the Browns have been running the ball very well. Um, I just don't think they'll keep up with Dallas as far as scoring goes. I think Dallas will just get <clears throat> enough done to cover that four and a half. And lastly, I'll take the Cardinals. Favorite three and a half points against the Panthers. I think... Um, 
Kyler Murray coming off probably his worst game as a pro through three interceptions last week. I just love him too. I think he's I think he's fantastic. Great player. He did have that one highlight play we saw with that that scramble into the end zone. Oh, insane! Ju- yeah, he juked that guy yeah. out of his shoes. That was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, young, exciting player Kyler Murray is. But he's coming off his worst game um, through three interceptions. Um, but I expect him to to get back on track a bit, and I, I think they cover the three and a half against the Panthers. All right. Hopefully we won't go one and two again. So I also have the Cardinals uh, three and a half against the Panthers. I have the Bills favored three points uh, against the Raiders. Okay. And then I have the Vikings. I think we disagreed on this. Um, The Vikings uh, four points underdog at the Titans. Okay. What do you think? Well, let's hopefully not go one One and and two two again. So at least we're not really betting gambling. No, no, this is just this is just uh for fun. We're keeping our year to date totals. We're going head to head with some sort of wager on the line here. That's to be determined. Although but. we have like a lot of degenerate friends who are, you know, gambling on on football games. We do, we do, and we so. we fully um support you and oh yeah, no, encourage we love them. You <laughs> we your, love them in your endeavors <laughs> to uh break break the bank. And my cash app. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's really cool. Um, I'm just learning about that as well. So that you this are. is this is all new to me. The the sports gambling betting is all new to me. Um, so hopefully I'm not one and two again. I think we we um we get on we get on track this week. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I have faith in in uh, in the Bills. Okay. A lot of faith in the Bills. Not so much in the Cardinals. I'm just I'm just rooting for Kyler Murray. Yeah, I I like them. I like them in that game. Favorite three and a half. So I do as well. So we'll see. So that is the juice. The juice. And this is episode two. Football over coffee. Football over coffee. You have any closing thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I just really want to shout out. The people that have supported us and absolutely and followed and subscribed and what are those kids say on YouTube? Like hit the link down below and subscribe. Sma- or smash that, smash like- that like button. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Ryan's toy review. Yeah. You know, like the the little kid who's worth like I don't know half a Everything. billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, just shout out to the people yeah, that have absolutely. supported us and like uh, really you know we like to hear ourselves talk so we're yeah pretty pretty um impressed that. Other people like to hear us talk as well. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just shout out to, to, you know, our friends, family, and, and people that we don't even know uh, that have that have tuned in and, and subscribed. Because it means a lot to us because this is something fun that we get to do, um, yeah. you know, as husband and wife and just kind of chop it up. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's been fun and um, we, we love the interaction. So keep it up. Um, keep supporting we'll keep cranking out the content the episodes mm-hmm. every week mm-hmm. and we do like to talk when i said well i really like to talk you but really like i to really talk. like to talk yeah. um i know it's in our in our outro but um we do have an instagram i didn't quite catch that and we do, we do post and interact with um quite a few people this week just yeah. on uh, again on, on like the juice and just 
um, rookies and, and, you know, it's been fun. And, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of football, you know, with everything that's occurred over the course of the past several months, you Mm -hmm. know, just in the world. Um, it's been great to have football back and just, um, have that there. And, you know, be able to talk about yeah. football and watch football. It's been great. So you great. can always talk to us on Instagram, too. Yes. Slide in, slide in the DM. Correct. All right. So we will see you guys next week for uh, episode three. Episode three next week. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in to I Didn't Quite Catch That. Make sure to subscribe to catch our latest episodes. You can also link up with us on Instagram at I Didn't Quite Catch That for news and highlights of what's to come on next week's episode.